1: Like, who's more beautiful, the swan or me, the honest me? Hello everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. On today's show, we're gonna be covering this week's Real Housewives in New Jersey. The ladies are still in Lake George. Also, we're gonna be talking about this week's Real Houses Dallas, which featured the return of Mama D. She came, she saw, she conquered the women, she called them all jealous. It's called jealousy to Andra. It's jealousy. It's jealousy. I was so happy to see her, you guys. Although I'm still having some trouble with Salas. We'll get there. But first, I gotta say, a lot of you reached out to me, and apparently tie-dye, last week on the podcast, I mentioned they were wearing a lot of tie-dye on The Real House in New Jersey. Apparently it's back in. A lot of you reached out, and I felt like Oprah during that Harry and Meghan interview. I was like, what? What? (laughs) What? You guys, every Oprah what? I'm sorry, let's take a little detour here for the Meghan-Harry interview. I know we talked briefly before it aired... Um, but, you guys, I watched it, and uh, I I thought it was thrilling. We need more long-form interviews like that on primetime television. When I was growing up, we used to have one every day of the week. We used to have Barbara Walters, Oprah, Diane Sawyer. They were all on at night doing these long-form interviews, and now they just don't exist as much as they used to. And I want it to return. Everyone was watching that Harry Megan interview on Twitter. Everyone was talking during it. It felt like a communal experience that we all needed. And you guys, I felt for Harry and Megan. I believe them, I'm on their side. I'm sorry. That's where I land. I'm not with Bethany Frankel. Wow, uh, Bethany Wow, who uh unfortunately was not on the side of Harry and Megan, although she did issue an apology after watching it. She said, Well, I watched it. I mean, it was an apology that was like a bullshit. Real house apologies. She's like, I'm sorry if you were offended. And you guys, that's not a real apology. We all know that. We've all watched enough Bravo reality TV to know that you can't say, I'm sorry if, or I'm sorry but. You can't do it. You just got to say, I'm sorry. So, uh, look, I thought it was a great interview. It was very eye-opening. And a lot of bombshells were dropped, stuff that I didn't know or expect. I don't know. They've been hyping that interview up for a week. And then still, when it came, there were so many things that I was like, Oprah, I was like, what? What? oh <laughs> what uh, i was so surprised so surprised and i didn't know uh megan had the issue with kate you guys when she said no it was the other way around regarding like who made who cry about the dresses Ah, uh, you guys what uh, what uh, what i was so surprised you guys it was thrilling anyway where were we oh so a lot of you reached out to me and you guys had told me that tie-dye is back so apparently I need to get some. I ordered some off uh, an Etsy shop. I'll let you know when I get it, if it's any good, but I gotta get some tie-dye. I gotta keep up with the youths. I gotta know what's going on. You know, my boyfriend, he's all over TikTok. He's constantly every night. He's telling me like, what's popular on TikTok? Cause I'm not really on there. I have a TikTok account, but he keeps up. He's older than I am, but he keeps up with all the youth, the Gen Zs and everything. He knows what's going on. So I gotta stay young for you guys. You know, he tells me I gotta show. He's like, you gotta stay on top of things, and meanwhile, at night, I'm just like rewatching the First Wives Club. He's like, you need to know what's going on with the youths. We're rewatching the OC too, but like, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. I don't know what the fuck is going on on Riverdale or whatever the fuck the youths are watching. So he keeps me young, uh, and apparently, you guys do too. You, everyone, reached out. I got a lot of messages saying, "No tie dye is back in." So I'm getting some tie-dye, getting some tie-dye. Okay, this week on The Railhouse in New Jersey, we open on Lake George. They're still there. Teresa's real horny. She uh, is on her Instagram, and she noticed Tony the pool boy. He posted a picture without a blouse, and he looks phenomenal, you guys. That Tony, whoo, when I saw that photo of his abs, you guys, I said, what? I was so, so excited when I saw those abs. Yeah, man, that man is beautiful, and she should just hop on that. Although I do think it's all just for show. I don't think they have any sort of flirtation or real thing going on. I think it's all for show because she would have hopped on that by now. And quite honestly, she should have. She should have. But she does call Tony, Teresa, from the vacation and the group trip. She calls Tony and is like, what are you doing posting that picture on Instagram? And then Dolores always has to explain for Teresa. So then they cut to Dolores in the confessional being like, we all grew up with Tony. We don't, he's not someone we want. We all grew up with him. <laughs> it's like Dolores always explaining for Tree. But Teresa does say, in terms of man, she just wants someone attentive and lovey-dovey. So that's what she tells in her confessional and what she's looking for in a man. And honestly, that's a good good enough for her. She was with the man who sent her to prison, so at this point, it's like, as long as he's lovey-dovey and attentive, she's in. As long as, uh, quite honestly, the bar is low. She was with Joe Giudice, who sent her off to prison. So I'm not saying she was uh, completely innocent. Apparently, the courts were not find her completely innocent. But as long as the man don't send her to prison, I think Teresa will be a happy gal. And I saw online she was like vacationing with the new boyfriend and Dina and and her boyfriend, or I don't know if they're married, Dina Manzo. They were all vacationing together on a private jet. I was so happy for her and they look like they're having a great time. Although I did think in my head, remember when Dolores was on the Everything Iconic podcast and she said her and Dina don't like each other. So I wonder if they ever talk like... Teresa and Dolores talk about Dina or what the vibe is there. I need Dina to come back now that I know they have this weird kind of vibe. Also, I need a new blood in general because here's the thing. Let's just get into this for a moment. All these women are scared of Teresa, and I actually really do like Teresa on the show. She's one of my faves in terms of the Housewives universe. I know a lot of people feel differently, but I really like Teresa. But what I don't like is that everyone just like kisses her ass. And it makes it a worse show. And I do believe Teresa might like it if some women were coming up again. Like, you know, the the Jackie thing with Evan. Jackie's the only one who has actually stuck up to Teresa a little bit. And I do believe that Teresa kind of likes it because she knows it makes for a better show. Whereas the other women, they just kind of like, they just do kiss her ass. Somebody said later on in the episode that Jennifer was just so up Teresa's ass. And I like Jennifer too, but it does feel sometimes like these women are all catering to to Teresa. And I would like it if we had some more layers. We need some people to come in there and just not be afraid. I'm not saying that they need to like somehow take down Teresa or something. I don't think that's going to happen. This is Teresa's show. But I do think that some of the women shouldn't be so scared. Anyway. Oh, back to that Tony guy. Teresa also uh, said that Adriana called him a mommy stealer. Look, a mommy stealer. Anyway, this was the next morning after their uh the first night in the trip, and Teresa says she's even more mad at jackie now she's even she went to bed now she's even more mad at jackie so look that Teresa knows how to produce this show she's been on here for a hundred years, and so I think she likes that Jackie has this situation with her, and I think in real life. These two have made up. So all of us fans were watching the show and we're saying Team Jackie, Team Teresa. But honestly, I do believe that they're okay now. So we're kind of, you know, we're reading into it. Anyway, they all go out to the lake. They got some great fashions this season. I think everyone looks great. I mean, I was amazed. They all have amazing bodies. Jennifer got on the kayak. Margaret and Dolores just sit. They're not interested in getting on the kayak, which neither am I. I don't want to go on a kayak. Too much work. You know, pedal in a kayak or, or I don't like a rowboat. I'm not interested in anything on a lake. Don't put me in... I don't want to be in a raft. You never know even what's in the lake. I come from Ohio. When you go into lake in Ohio, you find a used condom floating by or a hypodermic needle or something. You find all sorts of stuff. I'm not going in a lake. Doesn't matter where it is. I don't like the bodies of water unless... I mean, I like being near the body of water, but I don't want to go in the body of water unless I can like see clearly. You know, I'm not interested in stepping into the unknown. I don't want it to feel squishy underneath my feet. By the way, you guys, oh, this is interesting. This is about the OC. So I'm rewatching the OC, not the Housewives' of OC, but the original teen drama, the OC. And we were watching the other night, and Anna, do you guys remember the character of Anna? She was sitting on the bed, and she had her feet up in the scene, and she had the dirtiest feet. it was literally like she walked through coal before she filmed the scene and my boyfriend and I were watching like how did they even let that pass? She had the dirtiest feet we were watching we were like, what what <laughs> the dirtiest feet anna had like she walked walked through fire and coal anyway um i I'm not interested in going to the lake, so I would have been with Margaret and Dolores to sit. And, on the the beach side Uh, every time um, oh Jennifer introduced this idea she wants to pull Melissa aside and talk about that situation with the realtor who said that her husband didn't get paid by Joe Gorka so Jennifer wants to pull Melissa aside and Jennifer says like I don't know what Melissa I'm going to get if I pull her aside and then they show a montage of Melissa sort of fighting but I really felt like every time they show Melissa fighting in the past when she's like in that flashback clip, you got the wrong girl. It always sort of feels like a scripted scene to me. Does it feel that way to you guys? Am I just, and she's beautiful. She's stunning. One of the most stunning women I was watching on that lake. I was like, oh my God, Melissa's got to be one of the most beautiful housewives. Right. But when they show those fights of you got the wrong girl, I'm like, this just feels sort of like bad acting. Maybe I'm sensitive to it. Cause I'm watching a lot of the OC, you know, so I'm watching, I'm watching bad acting in real time. Although I love the OC, you guys, that's no shade. Best show on television at one time. Um, okay. So then, uh, Jennifer does eventually pull Melissa aside and tells her, and Melissa's in pit. She's pissed. She tells Teresa that, uh, Teresa, your realtor is going after your brother. What do you have to say about that? And Teresa's like, well, I don't know my brother's business. She says, brother, I don't know my brother's business. And she doesn't, she's, she's not wrong. She doesn't know her brother's business dealings, but it is so hysterical to me this is my favorite part about Teresa, is that she has no loyalty to her brother. None. She doesn't give a shit about Melissa. I don't believe that Teresa likes Melissa, not even in the slightest, not even in the littlest, but I know we're all pretending. We've gone through the last two or three seasons as if they are uh, close family members, but I don't believe that Teresa ever once has liked Melissa Gorka. Mm-mm, not even an ounce. She might like Joe, but you know, to be honest, I sort of feel like she uh, she can come and go with Joe, her brother. Her brother. She doesn't care. Her brother, her brother. She just is. Uh, Teresa likes Teresa, and honestly, I I support that, and I like that about her. It always makes me laugh because these other people come on the show and they talk shit about Melissa and Joe, and Teresa's like, "Well, they're my realtor." Um, she's like, well, she's the best real real estate person in the land. Meanwhile, like a real estate broker is a dime a dozen, right? Like no, no shade to any of you real estate people out there, but anyone, there's a whole lot of people. I think we all know at least five people who are realtors, right? I mean, think in your head, let's all take a moment, take a pause, think of how many realtors, you know, in your head. Um, I'd imagine it's about a handful. Uh, we all know about five. That's my guess. Um, that's my guess. So, look, she doesn't know about her brother's business dealing, so she's not going to stick up for her brother. And Melissa's pissed about that, but Melissa doesn't also uh, want to stick up Teresa about it either. Melissa will sort of say, like, wait, why aren't you sticking up for your brother? And to be honest, like, Teresa's just like, well, I'm not. And then Melissa can't push it any further because truly Melissa needs Teresa to be on the show. I do believe that. I'm sorry to say it. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, uh, Melissa, uh, she just has to go along with it. Then we cut to Jackie with her brother. You guys, he got stuck on a boat for a month, which Jackie was on the Everything Iconic podcast early in the pandemic. And she told us about this uh, on the show, but truly it's a heart wrenching story. I mean, I don't like a boat either. We've talked about this many a time, uh, but I'm not interested in hopping on any sort of boat to go out to sea, because this kind of thing happens. The last show, a couple weeks ago, we talked about that poop cruise. Remember when everyone got stuck and got food poisoning? They were stuck on the poop cruise? The boat like was shaken, and there was all sorts of stuff going everywhere. Well, this was a situation, too, where they got stuck on a boat where everyone had coronavirus. They got the COVID on the boat. Could you imagine for a whole month? That's my nightmare. That's my nightmare. Did we ever talk about Lexi's accent? You know, Lexi, Marge's assistant friend who's on the group trip. She's got an interesting accent. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm not saying... I don't even know what it is. Whenever I hear her talk, I'm like, what's going on in her mouth? Is there a a spoonful of peanut butter in there? She's got a, a bag of marbles in her mouth? Like, what's happening? I feel like I'm watching a Gerard Butler film where he's trying to do an American accent. I don't know what's happening with Lexi's accent. It comes and it goes, and sometimes it's like super thick, and then other times... I don't know. I can't quite figure it out. I can't get heads or tails with the accent on Lexi. Every time I see it, I say, what? What? So then we cut to dinner with the ladies. Um, Margaret got a book deal. She tells a little bit about uh, this story about when she had a boss who was 20 years older than her. She was real young. He wanted to sleep with her, and she did it. And this is a very relatable story. I thought, bravo to Margaret for telling it. And then Jennifer had said, I can't believe she'd tell anyone that, let alone publish it in a book. And I got mad at Jennifer because I thought, the reason we have to tell our stories is so that other people feel less alone. So I'm proud of Margaret for telling this story. And I was mad at Jennifer. I was mad at Jennifer. So then uh, the women go back home. Uh, we see a coffee shop scene with Margaret and Jackie. Margaret like calls up Jackie because she got there first. And she's like, I'm getting to tell the balls, you already? <laughs> I, love Margaret. I love Margaret. I love her. Um, but she does sit down with Jackie, and she sticks up for Tree. And Jackie's like, look, I know you're smarter than that, Margaret. You're smarter than that. And then Margaret's like, well, I know the way she thinks. And that's what is the problem with this show, is that everyone just is like, well, that's how Teresa is. And it's like, no one wants to... They kind of call it out. I don't want to give them and say, like, no one calls it out, because people will kind of call it out with Teresa, but it always feels like they tiptoe around her. So if we were watching another franchise, you know, if We were watching New York. None of the girls, Sonia wouldn't be uh, tiptoeing around Ramona, or Countess Luann wouldn't be tiptoeing around Leah, or I don't know, know, whatever the dynamic is. It just feels like on this show, they're all tiptoeing around Teresa. Anyway, Jackie brought up Danielle. You guys, did you see this? She brought up Danielle. Because Margaret says to Jackie, you don't just forgive everyone. She's like, did you forgive Danielle? And you guys, I loved it. My jaw dropped. See, Jackie's not afraid to do these things or say these things. And speaking of Danielle, I don't know if you guys saw this. She, like, apparently watches the show on her Instagram. I don't follow her, but I have seen some clips. Uh, and I did just see a clip of her saying, I believe it was on her Instagram. Maybe it was on YouTube or something. Somebody had sent me a clip where she alleges that Margaret stole her couch. Her goddamn couch. So I I pulled a little clip, and I still don't understand the dynamics of this story, but I just want to keep us all up to date. I think it's important that we all know what's going on in these universes. So this is just a small portion of Danielle talking about Margaret stealing the couch.
0: I mean, you have my couch in your house. You stole it from me. I don't care how you got it. You don't have it with my permission.
1: So look, am I willing or interested into digging into that deeper? Absolutely not. Nope. Do I plan on doing that? No. But I did feel like I had to bring it to you, so you know that, uh, allegedly, Danielle, uh, her goddamn couch was stolen by Margaret. Again, don't know how, don't know the ins and outs of it, and unwilling to find out. Uninterested in finding out anything more about that situation. But I, I am bringing it to you here today. Um, so, look, Jackie's having another birthday party for Evan. So let's, if we're all just keeping track, he's having two birthday parties in a year when most people are having zero due to the global pandemic we're all in. So, Evan, I'm glad he's getting two birthday parties in this year of uh, 2020. And good for him. At least somebody got some birthday parties. You know, most people had to cancel their birthday parties or just decided maybe it wasn't appropriate to celebrate in a year when uh, all this is going on. But Evan had two birthday parties. So, you know, God bless. God bless. Not gonna harp on that, but you know you can all imagine what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, what? What? <laughs> Michelle. Michelle? Uh, what else happened? Michelle the Realtor. Oh, we, we see some scene a scene where Teresa and Michelle the Realtor meet. And they're showing the house. Michelle is filming it so that she can get some footage to put the house up for sale. And as they're taking the photos of the house, they show all these flashback memories, and they're leading us to believe that Teresa is having these thoughts as they're looking through the house. And really, like Teresa's jaw was open. I don't think Teresa was having any of these thoughts. I feel like she didn't give a shit. They're trying to act like all these. she's being haunted by these memories. We see No-No, who I miss No-No. Ah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, No-No. I'm so sad he left us. But they show all these memories... And in real time, I don't think Teresa was thinking any of that. I don't think anything was happening in Teresa's head in this moment, or most moments for that matter. But I—they led us to believe that she was thinking like about all this stuff. And it is sad to move, and we have been through so much of this house. But I just don't believe that she was actually like thinking about it. Um, okay, so what else? Oh, Teresa says she won't list the house with this Michelle until uh, Michelle's husband irons it out with Joe, but I bet she will. I don't think they really have to iron it out, but you know what, I'm glad we're doing it for the show. So then we see everyone getting ready for Bill's or for um Evan's birthday party. Jennifer, her husband Bill, calls her because he can't go to the party, he's got to do surgery. And I noticed that Bill's name was blurred in Jennifer's phone, which I thought was weird. I wondered, did she have a swear word or something in there? Why was it blurred? Unclear. So then at the party uh for Evan, Joe Gorga sort of sticks up for Teresa. And then they're all like, come on, Joe, like, that's ridiculous. And then Joe Gorga's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) He even realized it was dumb. He's like, yeah, it was dumb of me to stick up for her. Um, so like the cracks are forming again between the Joe Gorga and the Teresa situation. And that'll be an interesting to see whether or not it blows up. I, I think it will. The guys all end up playing cornhole. Margaret's like, I want the, I'm a little hungry. She wants some food, which I always relate to that. And these I love when somebody's like, look, I don't wanna like talk on camera or do what we're supposed to do. Like I wanna eat. That's um I relate to that. So then uh what else? Oh, Jennifer says that Teresa's not a malicious person. And that's when Jackie said her confessional, Jennifer cannot stop looking Teresa's asshole for one minute. Uh anyway, they do all sit down to eat I'm sick of this whole rumor, Evan's birthday. I'm tired of celebrating Evan's birthday. Jackie does end the episode with a toast dedicated to all the women that he fucks at the gym. So that's this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey. Next week, Joe uh, versus that Michelle husband man. And then we see Jennifer drunk and falling. Because I can't wait. That's this week's episode of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And while I have you guys here, let's do all our paperwork out of the way. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support this podcast, go to the Patreon. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash everythingiconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm recapping Sex in the City from the beginning, and I just put a new recap up uh, a couple days ago. So that's um, if you go to uh, the Everything Iconic Patreon. And more importantly, the money just helps to support this show. So thank you. Finally, I want to say that we have new Everything Iconic merch available at everythingiconic.store. You can all sorts of. We have wine glasses, sh- shirts, and all that stuff. So everything iconic. Store. Okay, you guys, let's uh, take a little break and then come back and talk Dallas. That's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Well, we all have stressful lives, but I think it's... No, not like that. Mm Mm-mm. When you're responsible for saving other people's lives, that's what you call stress. I've tried to tell the girls that, but they just keep saying we all have pressure and stress. Most of the girls don't even work. They'll sit there and try to tell me that. When you're working outside in a job like that, you have lots more stress than sitting home and shopping and buying Barbie clothes. I'm sorry. It's called jealousy. You have to understand, Deandra, at my age, I've been through so much. So many people have been jealous of me
0: and everything else. They're not paying attention to it.
1: It's called Jealousy. Those other women are jealous. They don't know what it's like to work outside of home like a job like that. They are jealous. They're sitting at home buying barber clothes. To Andrew. Those other women are terrible. You guys, Mama D was back when we needed her most. I felt like the show's been failing. And I when she walked onto frame in front of that camera, you guys, I felt a chill. I felt goosebumps. I had to clutch my imaginary pearls because I was so happy she just walked in. She dragged all the other women in a way that we've been needing somebody to do on this show because... Look, these women have been terrible this season. I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to say that they're the worst women on TV, but I am implying it. Not all of them, but you guys, it's a pretty rough group this season, I will say. And I'm liking Deandra because she's sticking up for Tiffany. And Tiffany, I feel so bad every week. It's truly for me. This is my opinion. It's getting uncomfortable for me to watch it. Like I, I just, I. Uh, it's not the intended purpose of the show, and I know we talked about that last week, but. Oh, you guys, they're so awful. Last week, we were on vacation, and we ended it to be continued. Where Tiffany's like, what do you think of me, Brandy? Remember she said that at the end of the last week. And look, Brandy, I'm sorry. I, I, every week I come on this podcast, and I say she's the worst. I'm getting a lot of messages from Brandy fans who are very upset with me for constantly uh, talking about how I feel about her. But I'm trying to just be honest with you guys about how I feel. And honestly, I don't know what else to say about her. And I'm not... Uh, <sighs> I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to bite my tongue a little bit. But I will say at the beginning when uh she, Tiffany finally has to say in her confessional, like, look, I can't help but that I'm Asian. If you have a problem with that, it's your problem. It's not my problem. And that's finally, that's the truth. Meanwhile, Tiffany, she's forced to go hop in that lake, which you guys know how I feel about hopping on a lake. And then when she gets out of the lake, she immediately has to go back to the room because she just, it all hits her at once. She finally snaps. Everyone has a breaking point. I don't know if you guys watched that show Snapped on the Oxygen Network, but the poster for it, it says everyone has a breaking point. And Tiffany finally snapped. And I get it, because I've been watching it every episode. I'm like, wow, Tiffany, I need you to just tell these women to shut the fuck up, because they're all so awful. Truly, They're I mean, the way that these women are treating this woman, who's a new cast member, and I don't even understand it. I don't get how they all thought this was a proper way to go into the season with this new person who's a doctor, let I remind you. I'm sorry to keep pointing that out, but she's a doctor in the midst of a pandemic, and they're all treating her the worst, except for DeAndre. I don't want to say— I mean, come on. And then meanwhile, we saw how they're all complaining uh, about how she talked about her toilets. You know, Stephanie said she was bragging about the toilets, but the other women are allowed to brag about their Chanel and their other stuff. And for some reason, it's a problem when Tiffany brags about her fucking toilet where she wipes her ass. And that's somehow bragging more than uh Cameron talking about her $2,000 shoes or whatever that is. Come on, people. Like, what is happening on this program in this day? I mean, what is happening? And then meanwhile, Tiffany, she snapped, she goes away, she goes in her bedroom, and all the women chase her in there. And I know that's part of the TV show is like, we gotta deal with the emotions, but I really wanted her to shut the door and just say, everyone get the fuck out, because I was, I've had it up to here forever, for, on behalf of Tiffany, on behalf of Tiffany Moon. I mean, and they were all just trying to see, like, what's wrong? And Brandy's like, is it something I said? Is it because of me? And it's like, Brandy, enough, just get out of the fucking room. Because, I mean, come on. What is she supposed to do now? Tiffany's awkward in front of Brandy because Brandy's like, I'm uncomfortable after that inappropriate video. She keeps saying the inappropriate video that came out of me. She's uncomfortable. And really, Brandy should not have been on this season. I know she already quit the program. But if she's so uncomfortable, it's like so strange. Um, anyway, no matter what Tiffany does, she feels like she's not good enough. You know, she jumped in the lake. She didn't want to do that. And she just feels like she can't please these people. And the other women are like, well, we had so much fun. She's like, well, obviously, I, it's clear to me as the viewer that not you, you all didn't have fun. You were all a bunch of assholes to Tiffany. And yet you're all sitting there saying like, well, it was so much fun. We had so much fun here. This was such a fun girls weekend. Meanwhile, Tiffany's like, it was a fucking nightmare for me. <laughs> She's like, it was the first time I was away from my family. I'm stressed uh, to the max. And they're all sitting here like, this was so fun. What a fun weekend. Wow, oh, I had some fun. This was a fun girls time. And Tiffany had no fun. Not even a little bit. Meanwhile, uh, Tiffany had to leave early. She eventually just was, flew the coop. When I got that, I was like, I would have to. Just uh, she said, she pieced out three hours early, and good for her, I was so happy I was, I was uh, clapping for her. And I'm also clapping because I think we're finally done with Carrie's fucking birthday party. We've been celebrating it for eight episodes or whatever. However many episodes this season been, Carrie's birthday's been. A birthday is one day, Carrie, it's one day. It's one day. You don't get to keep celebrating. I mean, come on! Enough is enough, Taylor Armstrong. What is going on? Every episode's about Carrie's birthday. I can't. I can't hear them say, "Well, it's your birthday." You know. And then Tiffany, she felt bad for crying because she's like, "I didn't want to ruin your birthday." I'm like, "It's not her fucking birthday. We celebrated that birthday already a hundred times." She had a piñata and everything, didn't we? Do a piñata at one point? I can't remember, but I think we did a piñata. Did we? Unclear. Anyway, um. Tiffany left early, then all the women get back home. Now, Brandy had written a letter to herself, and she's reading it six months later. She read it in her facility or whatever she went to. And I don't want to say anything mean, so I'm going to skip this part. But you can all imagine what I'm thinking, and uh, we'll leave it at that. So you guys just take a moment, imagine what I'm thinking. Those of you who listen to the podcast for a while know what I'm thinking, and you can all just imagine it. Because I don't want to go to low blows. I don't want to say anything mean. I don't want to, you know, a lot of the brandy stands, they're mad at me. So uh, I don't want to deal with aggressive or angry DMs from people who are mad at me. So I'd like you all to just imagine what I'm thinking. And I'm going to zip my lips. And uh, you can think about it. Okay, then we cut to Stephanie. This was a beautiful scene, you guys. Stephanie, who's been pretty quiet this whole season. Has Stephanie really done anything this season? Not sure. I love my Stephanie. But this season, you guys, I have told you I'm I'm feeling a little differently. And I'm not really certain uh, until a moment like this what Stephanie offers. Because in terms of groups events, Stephanie doesn't really like add anything to the program. And I, she seems wonderfully sweet and kind and beautiful. And when we got this moment with her and Olivia, I was like, okay, this is beautiful. This is all worth it. When Stephanie opens up about her mental health to Olivia, who's opening about her mental health. Beautiful. Thing. Olivia opened up about wanting to crash her car, which I had a very similar experience. I had told you guys about uh, you know, being on a freeway one time and imagining the cars sort of like plummeting to their death. I had, um, you know, through a lot of therapy and stuff like that, I had realized and learned that that's uh, some suicidal idolations. And forgive me if I'm getting the terms wrong, but I had talked about it a long time on the podcast. So I thought it was beautiful that Olivia opened up about it. And, uh, anytime anyone can talk about their mental health, I think it's a good thing because other people watching the show or listening can feel not so alone. So the fact that this young girl, Olivia was so brave to talk about it on camera, I thought was great. And Stephanie, uh, who's opened up about her own experiences with mental health. Uh, she was able to offer some great advice and it was a great scene. So I thought it was beautiful. I'm bravo to them. And I hope Stephanie continues talking about it. Cause I do think it's important. Although would I like Stephanie to get in the mix a little bit more with the group scenes instead of just sitting there silently in every single group scene? Of course I would. Of course I would. Maybe that's something the producers could maybe tell her like, Hey Steph, I don't know if she's listening to this podcast or if any of the producers are listening to this podcast, but maybe they should say next time they're at a group dinner or a group event, like, Hey Steph, maybe chime in once in a while, you know, maybe say anything. Because mostly you're just at these group events and you're not speaking. The mic's not picking anything up. Maybe she's talking and the mic's not picking it up, but I don't hear nothing. I don't hear nothing. Um, okay. So then we cut to that Mama D scene. Deandra, did I not know that Deandra has a dog named Dolly Parton? I mean, as if I wasn't like Deandra enough this season. Now she's got a dog named Dolly Parton. I thought, wow, 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 wow. I am loving her even more and more because we love Dolly Parton to Queen Ack and Legend. Queen of Moderna, you know, Dolly funded that Moderna shot, partially, uh, that vaccine. I hope you're all getting the vaccines. I'm so happy to see people having the selfies with their vaccines. If you're eligible, go get it if you can. You know, I don't want to preach, but I'm going to preach. Uh, get it if you can. And uh, I love that Deandra has a dog called Dolly Parton because, wow, we love Dolly. Love me some dolly. Um, so Dee hands over Deandra. She comes to the house and says, I ha- I have something I want to give you. And then she hands her a check like real slyly. And apparently she's paying for dog school and a housekeeper. Um, so Deandra still relies on Mama Dee for the checks and Mama Dee's asking about how their trip was. Deandra tells her about the hula hoop contest and Mama Dee says she could hula hoop at 80. And honestly, I need to see it. Let's get Mama Dee in a spinoff show where she hula hoops. How do we make that happen? What networks gonna pick that up? Because that's a show where we see Mama D with the hula hoop. You guys, I don't know if you knew this, but there was a show in development. Have we talked about this before? I did get word that there was a show in development about like the Bravo moms, and I think it was like Mama D and, uh, Dale, Dale from the real houses in New York, some of the moms, and I think they film, shot some of it. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be telling people that, but I did hear, that that was a thing, and it didn't end up going. I guess they couldn't make it work. Maybe it'll work one day, but um, I don't know if I am supposed to be telling people that. But I don't even know where I heard it. I feel like somebody, you know. Let's just say it was all alleged. Maybe I am. Maybe I. Maybe I am making it all up. But you guys be the judge. What? What? <laughs> um, I love this Mama D scene. Though she said the other women don't have stress like Tiffany. Those other girls don't even work. And she just kept saying they were jealous. I know jealousy. I've been around the block enough to know jealousy. And that's jealousy. These other girls are jealous of Tiffany. I know jealousy. I've been here 80 years on this earth. I can hula hoop and I know a thing or two about jealousy. Deandra. Ah, oh, hello, Mama T. A breath of fresh air. Then we get to the scene with Carrie and a bird. She's got what she wants what Monique has on the Real House of Potomac. She's got that bird. Um and uh, Tiffany comes over and Carrie reveals that she wakes up at ten a.m. Ten a.m. Um, let's see, what else is going on? Oh, uh Deandra's gonna be doing this shaman event, medicine money. Medicine Monday, you guys. And all the women are getting ready. Uh Randy was with her daughter holding this like Jesus statue and the daughter called her a Karen. That made me laugh. Um, They're all getting ready for the shaman event and Jeremy, he loves Deandra. Jeremy, the husband loves him and I love how much he loves her. You guys, I like that. And meanwhile, the shaman is a guy named Darren. You guys, we got to talk about Darren. He's not just a shaman. He also does hair extensions. He does. Stephanie knows him from doing her hair. And that's incredible. They show him the editors. They pulled up photos of this man, Darren, as a hairdresser and then as a shaman. So they showed side by side. They were like, "Darren as a hairdresser, Darren as a shaman." It was beautiful. It made me laugh. Made me laugh. And Stephanie said in her confessional, "He's touched my hair. I don't need him to touch my spirit." <laughs> meanwhile, Stephanie was shading him in the confessional, and then we saw her greet him when she got to DeAndre's house, and she's like, I missed you, I was so excited you are going to be here, oh my god, I was so happy when I heard you were going to be here, and I bet you Darren was pissed, because in the confessional, she's like, I don't need him to touch my spirit, and she was sort of, I felt like being a little shady, and then she gave him this big old hug, and was like, thank god you're here, I missed you, and I was like, ooh, Darren's not going to be happy about that, um... What else is going on? Oh, so Brandy uh, does feel bad in the car ride. She's uh, on her way with Stephanie, and she's feeling bad. She says, I put it all on Tiffany. So I was so happy that Brandy did seem to understand why it was troublesome that she put her feelings about what happened with that racist video that came out on Tiffany, uh, who didn't have anything to do with that video. She's simply an Asian woman. And so I did at least like that Brandy had this light bulb moment where she's like, Oh shit, I put that all on her. But see, the problem is, is like she has a moment like that. But then earlier in the episode, she was telling her husband that Tiffany was boring. And I'm like, What the fuck do you mean boring? I was just so, I, I, I can't, I know we've harped on it too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so Darren, the uh, shaman slash hairdresser, he arrives with Jeanette, who's his assistant, and they recorded a new meditation. And they he plays it. He's like, oh, Deandre, come here, listen to this. Like, it's so good, it's new. DeAndre's like, oh, what does it mean? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And he had to, like, look it up. Meanwhile, with those sideburns, very aggressive sideburn work on Darren. Very aggressive sideburn work. I don't even know how the sideburns grow that way. And I can grow a beard, but I was looking at it. I was like, how did they even get those sideburns? I, it almost looked like he plastered them on, or I don't know, something was going on. I mean, they were in this weird shape, almost like a lightning bolt. It was like Harry Potter on his sideburns or something. Like, what is happening on Darren's hair growth on his face? It was really interesting. It was a new pattern. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but when I saw it, you know what I said? What? Surprising. Surprising. Um, He's also doing a lot of bracelet work. So many bracelets on that, Darren. I swear to God, it was like he went into Claire's during a sale and just bought the whole rack of bracelets. Because bracelets from the wrist up to the elbow— I mean, so many bracelets on that, Darren. I'm like, what are you doing with all them bracelets? He had the crystal around his neck, too, which Cameron tried to touch at one point. He's like, you can't touch that. He's like, <laughs> Cameron, Cameron's like a little kid. She makes me laugh. She just wanted to touch the, the thing. And also her friend was there, too, that's not on the show that they basically edited out. You know, the redheaded girl. Um, they just edited her out of the show, and her and Cameron were trying to touch the, the crystal. And he's like, no, you cannot do that. He was very offended. I wonder if he would have gotten mad if they touched all them bracelets he got from Claire's because you know there were a lot of them. I felt like he was gonna pass them out as like a, a gift, you know, a party favor or something. Like everyone take home a bracelet because he had so many to give around. He could have given one to everyone in that cast and on production if he wanted to. When they all left that shaman event, could have been like, "Here's a bracelet. Here's a bracelet. Here's a bracelet." And then he still would have had five or so left on that arm. They were right up to the elbow. Oh, so many fucking bracelets. I mean, at what point are you putting those on to leave the house to get on camera for a shaman event? At what point do you say, enough with the bracelets? Like, do you think he looked in the mirror and at any point thought of Coco Chanel or Countess Luann saying, remove one article of clothing before you leave the house? Did that even pass his brain? I don't think so. Or maybe it did and he removed some and that's what he was left with. But at a certain point, I think you're getting ready for your night out on camera. And I would think you would say, that's enough bracelets. Not this man, not Darren. He just, meanwhile, he's a hairdresser too. So I'm thinking, don't those bracelets get in the way? Like, imagine getting your hair done or getting some extensions in and you just hear the click, clack of those bracelets coming together. You know, he's moving, working with his hands on hair and they're right by your ears. Imagine sitting for a hair, haircut or a hair extension thing. You're sitting in the salon chair and all you're hearing is fucking bracelets, you know, and he, Darren's probably trying to talk to the gal in his chair. Imagine when Stephanie goes to get the extensions and she's probably sitting in the chair. And, you know, usually you talk to the hairdresser, talk about your life, what's going on. You can't hear a thing because of all of Darren's fucking bracelets click clacking, making noises as he puts his hands up and down. I mean, it's probably just uh, so much in the ear. Does he take them off when he does hairdressing? Are they just shaman bracelets? I need to know about the bracelets on this man. What is happening? What is happening? Um, Okay. Oh, Cameron did make me laugh, too, in her confessional. She said she's concerned she's going to get brainwashed by the shaman and buy things with quartz credit card. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that... Oh, Tiffany, meanwhile, debuted a new look. She got a new confessional look. Sort of, it was like this beaded um, beaded chest or a mesh chest. And then stunning, stunning confessional look. I gasped. Also, I, there's been a lot of new confessionals on these shows. Atlanta debuted some new confessional looks. It's so exciting when I get a new one. Uh, but Tiffany arrives. She brings everyone candles. And I got to say, when Tiffany was on this program, she sent me some candles. And they're all great. Those, she sent me a whole candle set after coming on the podcast, and they're great candles. I'm a candle junkie, and I'm not even just saying this, you guys, to bullshit. Truly, like I think they're great candles. They last a really long time. Great scent, and they look well made. When they arrived, I really thought, like, you know how some house, you know, some housewives are celebrities. They sell their merch and their shit, and sometimes you buy it, and you're like, where was this made? You know, like what, who made it? <laughs> who made this? Um, and why is it falling apart in my hands? You know, sometimes you order something, you open it out of the box, and it disintegrates in your hands. Uh, but not Tiffany Moon's candles. They were great. They were great. So, anyway, she gives everyone a candle, and then um, Brandy pulls aside Tiffany, and uh, they to be continued. Tiffany's already uncomfortable, and now she's making her even more uncomfortable. I'm like, enough is enough. Um, anyway, next week, we get more of Medicine Monday, Monday, uh, Snakes and Mama D. Very excited, you guys. Very excited. That was this week's Real Housewives of Dallas. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, let's do, um, you guys, our little cool down. Let's take a moment to just breathe in and out. And I have these meditation cards I'm trying to read on the show. So these are good reminders of things to say to yourself. Uh, take a deep breath in. Hold it and breathe out. Now, this is a meditation card called I Am Love. So, this is something to remind yourselves as you go about your day-to-day. I am love. I may not have always made the right choices, but I did my best. I have so much love to give, and everyone around me can feel it. I am given a clean slate every single day to be the best version of me that I can be. I am forgiven. I am love. So, give yourselves some grace today and uh, stay safe sending love to you all Uh, we will talk uh, soon you guys I did an interview today with someone really really great that I can't wait to share more about Um, it will be out in a couple weeks or so but I'm excited I love you all Uh, stay safe bye bye